everyone. Welcome to our bonus episode of Exploited. I'm Alexis Strowski. And I, too, have an undead curse from protecting my valuables. Oh, well, then I'll make sure to leave him alone. Yeah, because we've seen what happens when you don't. I'm <laughs> Kevin Daly. In this bonus episode, we're talking about Dead Snow, 2009, directed by Tommy Workola. done his stuff before hansel and gretel witch hunters and violent night yep both excellent movies indeed uh this movie it starts out just like a tommy workola film it's 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 a snow-covered field and hall of the mountain king is playing yes i do i do find it amusing watching someone being chased by nazi zombies while all the mountain king is playing well they're being chased by something unseen as the song builds because that song builds I mean, we know what it is, though. Yeah, we know what it is um, from the title. But once it gets to the uh, the climax of that song, it just nothing. It stops. A bird calls, you know? Yep. And then the music resumes as a jump scare Nazi zombie comes out. Yeah, that was that was quite a jump scare. I, yeah. I reacted. I reacted to it. It's good. It's it's Tommy Workola doing his thing. This guy is a Nordic genius. Yep. And this uh, this girl gets eaten by the Nazi zombie, and then boom, we get Norwegian pop music, and our our main characters we get to meet. I love the the soundtrack. This movie, it's just like Norwegian rock music, like punk and metal and shit. Yeah, it's a bunch of different genres. 
all Norwegian. I don't know any of the songs, but I enjoyed them all. Although Norwegian is pretty close to English, all the Scandinavians are. I actually find uh, when I watch you know, the Scandinavian movies, Nor- Norwegian movies, or Danish movies, maybe a little less with Swedish, but I I under I find I understand more of it than I, even when I'm watching like a German movie. <laughs> Like the Scandinavian languages are closer to English. Yeah, because it's from the same Germanic origins. So English and the Scandinavian languages, like English developed from the same Nordic peoples that settled, you know, Scandinavia. English is, yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, Danish probably most. Yeah, actually, the closest is, what is the name of that language and where it's spoken? Frisian, that's what it Frisian. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, English is a weird language because it's like hybridized with French and also we have Gaelic influences and stuff too. But yes, I mean, it's pr- predominantly a Germanic language from, well, I mean, Frisians is the, is the closest, but you know, the, the Danes were the big Norse conquerors of the English yeah. Isle at the time. So Norwegian and Danish are pretty close. They're mutually intelligible to my understanding. Yeah. And uh, uh, so when you watch a Danish film or you watch a Norwegian film, it's not always like you can't, sometimes you actually can like, Oh, I understand some of that. Yeah. And then there's some moments here where it's like, Oh, Hey, I got that. So we meet these four dudes. Yeah. Uh, there's Martin. He's the one with the glasses. He's, ostensibly the protagonist. Oh, I hate him. I hate him so much. Um, There's Roy, who I don't know much about Roy, other than he's apparently the horniest guy north of the Arctic Circle, according to somebody later on. Roy is the guy, other guy at the end of the movie. He's the one everyone, I hate throughout the entire movie. He's that character. This is, by the way, the, the character archetypes in this movie are basically slasher film character archetypes. Yep. And there's Erland, who's the big fat guy. He's the nerd. He's, knows all the shit about movies. And then Vigard? What was this? How do you pronounce his name? Vagard? Yeah. the He's the military, ex-military guy. Yeah. and um, With the, the snowmobile. So they're talking about how they're going to... All the women that are going to be on the trip. Because these men are... They're all actually uh, pre-med students. To be fair, two of them have girlfriends that are part of the group. Yeah, Vigard's uh, girlfriend is Sarah. Yeah. We've seen her already in this movie. Yeah, we saw her get eaten. She she yep. decided to show up early. Yeah, she she wanted to like ski through the fucking mountains because she's uh, insane. And I never got the name of Martin's girlfriend. Oh, what was her name? Other than just a, a this girl with the dark hair, weird girl with white girl with dreadlocks. And um, and actually, at first, I thought Erland was gay because he makes a a joke about sixty nine. With Martin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ha- Hannah. That's the... Yeah, Hannah. Or the character's name. Hannah. Hannah's the other girl. Yeah. And then um, Martin's like, oh, you might be interested in Hannah's cousin, Chris. Which I thought was going to be a dude. Yeah, I thought that too. And yeah. I was like, oh, she is... She, I'm like, oh, okay. So, maybe not. Yeah, because after we get the boys talking all dirty, we get the girls talking about these guys. That we learn Martin is going to school to be a doctor, but he's got a phobia of blood. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I could like I had that problem too, but I would not in a billion years try to be a med student. Yeah, you're aware of your shortcoming there. Yeah, um, they talk about Erland being the biggest movie nerd, 
And Roy is the horniest guy north of the Arctic Circle. To where I had to actually stop and go, wait, people live north of the Arctic Circle? And actually, yeah, yeah quite a hell of a lot of people. Norway and Sweden and Finland. And yeah, I thought the I'm Arctic sure. Circle was just the Iceland? Arctic. Iceland, I think, is north of the Arctic Circle. Greenland is, definitely. But not many people so, live in Greenland. But we got northern Scandinavia and Russia. Yep. When they all arrive, Vigard's like, ah, I'm going to take my snowmobile. You can just follow the snowmobile tracks. It's a 45-minute walk. And one of the girls has, like, a fucking suitcase. Like, you should have at least put the fucking suitcase on the snowmobile. Yeah. Or at least warned her that, hey, you're going to have to walk 45 minutes. Do you want to pack that much? Yeah, I guess there's that, too. It's my industrial strength hair dryer, and I can't live without it. Yeah, and so they, uh, Erland just tries to make conversation with how many movies start with a group of friends on their way to a cabin with no cell phone signal, and their answers all suck. Well, they're all 80s films, and uh, there were no cell phones, or there I guess there were, but they weren't ubiquitous. Yeah, because first somebody's like, Friday the 13th, and Erland's like, good, good, but cell phones didn't exist then. Then somebody's like... Oh, Evil Dead 1 and 2. Oh, he's like, yeah, that's good, but, you know, a lot of people consider 2 to be a remake. And I'm like, Erlen, shut the fuck up. I hate you now. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I didn't really think of it that way. I mean, I saw both of those and went like, I mean, they're similar. There's some similarities, yeah. It's been a movie that we probably should do at some point, though. Yeah, because Chris stays back to talk about the movie April Fool's Day, which actually is on my list. Good, because I said, like, oh. Is that a real movie? I looked it up. Like, it's it is. It is. I've seen it a couple times from 1984. Considered a classic is what they say here. <laughs> I'd never heard of it, but it's uh, it's good for our show because it's the kind of movie we would cover, and it's on a holiday. It's always fun to find appropriate movies for for days. Oh, yeah, that makes me think that we should put it up for this coming April. Up to you. You're you're a keeper of schedules. Yep. So Mr. Snowmobile arrives at the cabin first, Vigard, and um, then everybody else comes up. You know, nothing happens with him being early, not like Sarah. Yeah, Sarah got there maybe a bit too early. So they all, like, eat hot dogs, and they, they play this game where they, like, attach this big tube to the snowmobile and get dragged around. Um, you know, it looks like fun if you like snow. And then it plays some Norse punk music over a snowball fight. Which again, um, oh, go ahead. I was. Gonna, I think Sarah's mistake might involve something else. We'll get to in a second. Yeah. So they uh, then they're inside playing Twister. Um, the prelude to an orgy game. That's what I've always considered Twister. Yeah. And Erlen's like, this has got to be the most boring game ever. Until Chris rubs her crotch, like, right on his face. And he's like, yeah, oh, okay. Chris is actually interested in him for some oh, reason. she is thirsty for Erlen. She's flirting with him the whole time. He's, uh, she just, yeah, whatever you're into. And then Martin talks to his girlfriend about, oh, the anesthetic they used in the Middle Ages. And he just straight up tries to suffocate her with a pillow. His his girlfriend. I did not understand this scene at all. Is this this other than just to establish the fact that she has claustrophobia? Yeah, and that Martin's an asshole. I guess because he's just like holding the pillow over her face, suffocating her. Everyone in the party's like, dude, dude. The whole party's like killed now. Yeah. Somehow they don't slip out from underneath their. Uh, they somehow don't slip out from underneath their uh, the twister. 
Yeah. Like, I figured like crazy shit's happening. And everyone just like falls on each other because it requires you to maintain pretty good balance. But now everyone's just like, yep, we're still in full twisty orgy mode over here. And then um, one of the girls goes outside. Is I don't think it's Chris. I think it's the other blonde girl whose name I didn't get. Uh, that's Liv. 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 Then she goes outside. Um, we we get to see her use the outhouse. God, what a terrible fucking idea. It's like, hi, we have this cabin. It's up in the Arctic Circle. It's like negative 20 degrees outside. Uh, but we're going to have an uninsulated I- I- uh, outhouse. Yeah. Well, you really can't get plumbing to this place in the middle of nowhere. At least have it, you can at least have it sealed. This place doesn't even have, it has like space between the slats. I mean, you can't get flowing water because... Like, even if you, unless you have a well on the property. Right. Well, I'm not talking about, like, having, like, plumbing. I'm just being, like, make the room itself, like, insulated. Yeah. So this it's is not, just like, wood, flimsy wood. Flimsy wood with holes in it. And inside, they're setting up some other game. Erlen's getting beer. Um, Chris is, like, thirsty for him. But back to the peeing girl, she thinks she hears someone out in the snow. It's a nice little horror trope. And she's like, hello, is someone there? Uh, she makes it back into the house, and she's like, somebody's out there. And they're like, is it Sarah? Is it a moose? <laughs> she's like, fuck you guys. I can tell the difference between a moose and a, <laughs> and and a person. It's, it's Roy who steps out, and he goes, there's nothing. Typical women, scared of everything. Yeah, Roy sucks. But then we get a jump scare here as Arctic Man comes up. I didn't. I don't know if this guy had a name. My notes just call him Arctic Man. Uh, the cast list lists him as the Wanderer. The Wanderer, played, played by Bjorn Sundqvist, who we've seen uh, before. He was in Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, where he was the uh, Jackson, the tracker. Ah, oh, did you say his name's Bjorn Stinkfist? Sundqvist. Sundqvist. Okay. Sundqvist. Qvist, I believe. Q U. IST is Kvist. Kvist. Yep. I'm not, look, I'm not Norwegian. I don't speak Norwegian. So he's like, do you have any coffee? And they make him some coffee with their Zombok Kirk. No. Yeah. No, and um, so where does 10 p.m. Arctic Wilderness coffee fit in to the ranking <laughs> of coffees? I mean, it depends on, on, I think that's, it's a hard thing to say because it's technically homemade, but it's made by a, a, a Norwegian girl with dreadlocks. Yeah, who says it's organically movie. grown. So I think for in the context of this film, it's pretty far down the list. But it could be good, depending on who's making it. Yeah. Um, 10 p.m. organic Arctic wilderness coffee, though, it's apparently because she asks, is it good? And he goes, no, this coffee sucks. And so he just opens up a beer. And my note's like, who the fuck is this guy? Like they just let this creepy guy into their house to just sit there and smoke cigarettes, insult their coffee, and steal their beer. He's exposition old man. That's what he he's is. That, he's that archetype, right? Like I said, all these characters are slasher film archetypes, so he's like the prophet guy in, in Friday the 13th. He's like, is this all of you that are here? Vigard's like, my, sis, my girlfriend Sarah is on her way across Istand, and she's a bit more sporty than the rest of us. You know, and so the guy's like, oh, oh, she going through there, huh? Like, is the terrain bad? Oh, well, it's not the terrain that's the problem there. And that's when, yeah, he gives all the exposition about where this takes place is apparently outside of a city called Oxfjord, which did you happen to look up that place? I have not. 
It's a small village in northern Norway with a population of about 500 people. That is a small, uh, it's definitely a small uh, area. But apparently it was very vital to the war in the, the German army. This this troop that was called Einstatz, led by Colonel Herzog, they, they, they took over this town and they just tortured the fuck out of all the people. Apparently. And then uh, at the end of the war, once they realized they were losing, they decided to rob all of the residents and kill everyone who objected. And according to um, Arctic Man, all 3,000 inhabitants banded together with whatever they could and fought back. Oh, there were 3,000 at the time, apparently? Yeah. Nowadays, it's a town of 500 people. I guess that that, that fighting back really hurt Oxfjord's potential. (laughs) But uh, Arctic Man talks about it like he was there. Yeah, there's no way he could have been. He's got to be like the son of somebody who yeah. was there. And this is all done in like this really tight close-up on his face as he's just talking and smoking. I actually like this scene. Yeah, he's like, the devil himself, Colonel Herzog, and his many soldiers ran into the mountains and nobody ever saw them again. You yeah, know? after taking a bunch of valuables. Yeah, they took all the gold, they ran up into the mountains. They probably froze to death, but oh, legend holds that they still live out there, in these mountains. Morgan, I think, uh, Liv falls asleep during his story, but, uh, he just decides, okay, I gotta go now, throws his cigarette into the coffee and leaves. Yeah. And, again, my note's like, who the fuck was this man? Um, and on his way out, he grabs Roy by the neck. He just goes full psycho all of a sudden. He's like, if you end up with when your own intestines in your hand, what do you do? What, what, what happens if your limbs get torn off? What are you going to do? And he's like, I, I, I don't know, man. And then Arctic Man finally leaves. Well, I mean, Roy was being a dick, as he's wont to do. And uh, our wanderer wasn't so happy about that. Yep. And they all go to bed, apparently, because Vigard has a dream about Sarah. And she's all bloody and dead, but it's also just a dream. Meanwhile, Arctic Man is out chilling in some tent... You know, and we get this this horror trope again. He hears a sound, and he goes out going, Hello, who there? Only he gets attacked by a zombie, and he gets his throat slit. Yep. And uh, we just see in silhouette as the zombie eats him in the tent. We actually don't get a good look at the zombies for a bit. Yeah, I mean, we know they're there. We know they're fast. And we know they're Nazis. (laughs) Yeah, these are the three things we know at the moment. So Vergrund is like, I'm going to go take my snowmobile and hunt for Sarah. You people, you all can stay here and play snow games, which they do. They they frolic around in the snow, which, you know, is fun if you like snow. I yeah. hate snow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you live in an area where there is regular snow. Yeah. Although it's been less and less each year. <laughs> we just had a hurricane down where I live. Well, tropical storm. Yeah. I know that. That was, that was a thing that just happened. Southern California. How bad for was it for know, you? It's just like a, it, it was like a, just like a, having a good winter storm, some decent rain, some wind, but it was seventy five degrees outside. <laughs> it's like summer afternoons in Colorado, but the entire day. Oh yeah, because summer afternoons in Colorado, we get that like really fucking intense thunderstorm at four p.m. every day that lasts like twenty yeah. minutes. Drops the temperature by 10 degrees and raises the humidity by 30%. Yeah, um, fucking floods out the town in its 20-minute span, and then it just fucks off and the sun is shining again over the wreckage. Yeah, I started keeping extra shoes and socks at the back of my car. Yeah, I got caught up in that shit one day. I was walking home from someplace, and then that 4 p.m. fucking downpour. Because I used to go for a walk, like, at lunch at work, and, uh... 
Yeah, one time uh, <laughs> that did not work out too well for me. I uh, I had to take refuge in an auto shop. They saw me wandering in this this flood, and they're like, "Come here, come here, wait it out in our in our store." And I watched the entire city flood. It's a fucking cat floating in a river. Anyway, which is to say, we're getting wetter weather, and <laughs> it's getting drier where you are. Yep. But anyway, Virgund finds Arctic Man's dead body and the bloody footprints, so he's like, okay, I'm going to investigate this. Uh, the, and, the, and the wanderer's body is very uh, artistically placed with his intestines just kind of sitting there in his lap. Yeah, more intestines. <laughs> the, uh, the zombie apparently wanted to, to leave some artwork. And um, so Martin and his girl are making carrots for dinner because everyone else is bored at the cabin. And she cuts herself and Martin gets all squeamish from the blood. And um, fucking Roy makes a joke that's so terrible. Do you remember what his joke is? No. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, Martin's afraid of blood there. You won't get much action when your Aunt Flo is visiting. Oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, he's terrible. And fucking uh, Hannah just, like, is about to murder Roy as yeah. she should. And then Erland, wearing a brain dead t-shirt. Uh, we, we did that movie. We did. I appreciated that. I'm like, and this movie definitely takes some beats from it. Yep. He's getting some beer from their, like, compartment under the floor. But he finds this secret lockbox that I'm like, oh, this is going to be some evil dead shit here. But no, it's full of Nazi gold. Right. Well, stolen gold. They realize that it's Nazi because there's, like, a Nazi thing in there. They're like, oh, this is the stolen gold that Arctic Man told us about. And Sarah probably found this. Because the zombies are about to go full um, Pirates of the Caribbean on them. Yeah. They they quote um, Temple of Doom. They're like fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. <laughs> and um, Virg and Virgard is still out there searching for Sarah, and he falls into some secret place. But we'll catch up with him later. Yeah, he he's the B plot currently before they dovetail back into each other. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone else is getting drunk and partying it up and playing around with this Nazi gold. And they're like, let's cash this in and pay off our student loans. And and we all felt that deep down. <laughs> And um, Erland is like, I'm going to go take a shit. He announces it to everybody. And then we get like a real good close-up of a gold coin dropping. And I'm like, oh shit, are we going to go full Leprechaun here? Yeah, it's like Leprechaun or uh, my thought was Pirates of the Caribbean. Because like when you, they when, when the, uh, the gold coin, the Aztec gold hits the water, that's when the Black Pearl shows up. Yeah. Once the gold hits the snow, the Nazi zombies show up. Yeah. Um, so inside the house, they there's. I wrote down this line. They're like, "Okay, I have a joke. It's a good one that includes poop, pee, and semen, and only the best jokes have those three things in them." Apparently, it's gotta be a. That's gotta be a Norwegian thing. Yep, it has. To I be. mean, don't don't get me wrong. I, I like jokes that involve those things, but I don't think the requirements for a good joke. Yeah. I got a joke. Does it include poop, pee, and semen? No, it's about... No, no, don't want it done. Um, But apparently, Erland taking a shit is hot for Chris, who goes after him. Yeah, and maybe the worst idea in the history of anything. Yeah, and he's... he's he's She walks in on him, he's wiping his ass, and she's like, let's fuck right here in this shit cabin in the, the ice. I mean... I guess when you're horny, you're horny, but Jesus Christ. Now, I mean, you're in a, 
there's so many there's so many problems here. One, it's freezing outside at night. Yeah. Two, the dude literally just took a shit. Three, you're in there in the cold, <laughs> fucking him while he is sitting over the steaming <laughs> pile of shit he just took. Yeah, and outhouses are foul. Um, I went camping once at this place that had outhouse toilets throughout the campgrounds, and it was just it's a, a hole that people fill with shit and piss. There's there's nothing you can do about that odor. I mean, I, I, I don't blame him from taking the opportunity, but why would she be? I mean, I guess there's no other place with privacy? I guess. But then I had a note here, because, like, if a Blumpkin is getting a blowjob while shitting, what is the name for having sex while shitting? Did, did you look it up? No, I, I not, wasn't going to Google I'm that not, at all. I, I, I even, there, there's knowledge even I do not want. <laughs> I don't want that knowledge. I don't want to Google it. That's a, yes, that's a terrible idea. That's going to lead anyone down a rabbit but if you if you do want to go down that rabbit hole and you want to just tell us what it's called i i, I <laughs> yes certainly I mean, that's, tell that's us up you. it's up to you listeners yeah, so erland returns to the party with that i just got laid attitude while chris is in the bathroom having her post-sex shit or just you know dumping it's not like he was rocking a condom let's just put it that way yeah and then a, a zombie just fucking yanks her into the toilet yeah and she emerges, like, still alive, but covered in feces. Um, and she's trying to make it back to the cabin. No one can hear her because the Norwegian rock music is so loud. They hear her screaming for a second, but when they look out, the zombie has already snatched her away. Yeah, Hannah makes a really hard perception check, but uh, unfortunately not fast enough. Yeah, unfortunately she doesn't see what would be a stumbling trail of shit and blood that Chris was leaving. Yeah, don't know where that went, because they didn't find that when they all went out looking in a minute. Liv, by the way, has a, is wearing a sweatshirt that says World Hugging Champion 1982. And I, I, thought, thought that, I thought that was cute. So did I. I'm like, I want that sweater. And so they, uh, they decide, well, we're going to take this shotgun, give it to Martin, and go out and try to find, you know... Chris, maybe Sarah. They think Arctic Man is stalking them. And just the boys go out. The girls stay safe inside. And while they don't find Chris, they find Sarah's bag. And they're like, okay, so shit ain't right here. Right. They go back in the cabin, and that's when Chris pops up at the window. But it's not really all of Chris. It's just her severed head being carried. Yeah, like the Nazi zombies are just taunting them now. Yeah. Um, zombies start bursting through the window. They try to take Hannah away, um, but they gotta cut this hand off. They're barricading the door, but totally not the open and busted window, by the way. <laughs> right. Um, there's an earthquake, I think. Like, zombies are shaking the house. And then Erland actually drops the word zombies. You don't get zombies that often in a zombie movie. Did you ever notice that? Yeah. That it's yeah. Like, this and... Zombieland, they say zombies. Do they do it in Shaun of the Dead? I feel like they do in Shaun of the Dead. Maybe. Um, it's mostly the comedies. Yeah. Uh, a zombie jumps through the window and rips Erlin's head open. like just In a pretty intense fucking bit of practical effects. Oh yeah, just rips his head in half and his brain plops down on the floor. It was, um, that was something. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it's a impressed. great effect. Roy says, I, so, I told you we should have gone to Sunny Beach. He's not wrong. 
no, you're not wrong. And so they, they stay up all night. You know, it's morning now and our, our survivors are haggard. They're like, okay, we got to go to the car, which is a 45 minute walk away. And we also got to see if Vergen's out there. So we got to yeah. split meanwhile, up. <laughs> meanwhile, in the B plot. Well, um, well, well, first we get Roy and Martin distracting the zombies and acting his bait. Oh, that's right. They're like, who is going to do it? And they send the boys off to... Yeah, because they're going to distract the zombies while the girls run to the car, which is a 45-minute a walk. And um, they're banging pots and pans out there. And Roy's screaming out to the Nazis, like, Where are you, you fucking pussies? You afraid of daylight? And I do like how Martin's like, That's a bit much. They're going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, They're zombies. They're not going to be like, Oh, that hurts my feels. Uh, but yeah, that's when we get Vergent. But back to the B plot, uh, he discovers like the secret Nazi hideout, and they've they've got Sarah's head. <laughs> yeah, they do, and uh, he's not so happy about that. Yeah, and we finally get to see a Nazi zombie in all of its glory. Uh, great effects. <laughs> yeah, good costuming, nice makeup. Yep. Um, and they have a fight with Vergard, Vergend, and Vergend wins, kind of. <laughs> he does, but it's a pretty brutal fight. Yeah, um... I've never seen a dude take a chunk out of a zombie with his teeth before. It's giving him a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, another zombie pops out of the snow that Vergen's got to fight. And this is the one that he impales on the snow, right? On the branch? I think so. Yeah, he impales this one on a yes, branch. When the first zombie... Will be relevant shortly. <laughs> yeah, is back on his feet. And they both go over this cliff. But they're holding the first zombie's intestines as a rope. I'm like, this is... Pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, Vergen fucking headbutts this zombie off the rope and just uses the intestines to climb back up. Yeah, I know. Vergen's a badass. He just. So, meanwhile, is it Hannah that's the world hugging champion of 1982? Liv, I believe. Liv. The blonde. Liv is the blonde, yeah. Well, they're, they're running around, the both of them, by a, one that I called Snowtrooper Zombie. Oh, yeah, the one with the snow. Trooper outfit. Yeah, yeah, he's wearing all white. The rest are just dressed like regular as zombies. This one's dressed like he knew he was going to Hoth. <laughs> this one was prepared. Yeah. So we, we start to realize that they're not just mindless zombies. They have independent thought and teamwork and, and a command structure. Yeah, they're not they're not mindless zombies. They they are just the undead. I guess they're based on the Draugr, the oh, Norse myth. Yes. Who are also in um fucking Skyrim. Yeah. They're they are known to be greedy and cursed to uh, protect yeah. their ill gotten goods. So Yeah, because Skyrim is basically northern Scandinavia. Right. And anytime you go into a crypt you're gonna have to fight these things, and that's most of what Skyrim is, is going into crypts and fighting Draugr. So these are, I think these are particularly based on Draugr. These are the, see, when you get zombie movies, you get like a couple of options, right? You've got the, uh, you got the, par- you got the, uh, like fungal zombies, you got your disease zombies, you got your cursed zombies, or you got your necromantically, magically reanimated zombies. These are the cursed zombies. Yeah. Cause, uh, where our world hugging champion sees herself being eaten alive, she wakes up and sees the zombies what a, taking what her a guts. Grim scene this is. They they just got handfuls and they're eating it and she's like, "Well, I'm fucked." And so she takes the grenade from a zombie and just sets it off. I mean, if you're you're done anyway, you might as well take him with you, right? 
Yep, and then we see the whole damn zombie army out there, under the command of Colonel Herzog, who commands his zombies to go go find these this other girl. Now she makes it to a cliff, and um, she starts stomping around to try and, I guess, make the cliff fall? Yes. Uh, which works, but they, they both fall off. Uh, then, then we get Roy with using moonshine to make Molotovs in the cabin, which... Yeah! That doesn't go too well. Oh, motherfucker... Blows, <laughs> motherfucker blows the house down with Molotov cocktails. Yeah, because he misses the fire. window. He misses the window and just throws it against the wall, and so the house is on fire, and they all got to run out. Just Martin and Roy. Uh, Martin somehow finds cell service and, and dials nine one one and tells his insane story about like Nazi zombies are eating us. Also, it's on the cabin's on fire. How about you just lead with the cabin's on fire and, and leave just it at leave that. it that that yeah. And then he's like, "The cunt hung up on me, and now the phone's dead." And he's screaming about fucking Nokia. I did like that. Yeah, because Nokia is a Finnish company, and so we get um the arm ourselves sequence, which we've seen in every Tommy Workola movie. Yes, there's that. We got to arm ourselves. We we saw Santa do it. We get it in Hansel and Gretel. Here, it's really yep. brief. Roy gets a hammer, and Martin gets, like, a little baby chainsaw. More specifically, Roy gets a hammer and sickle. Oh, I didn't even catch that. That the communism nod there. Yep. Meanwhile, Hannah somehow survived that uh, that fall. And I actually really, really like this part. Because yeah, way- well, they had, yeah, they had a discussion about being trapped in a snowdrift. And how, yeah, how people get trapped in an avalanche and they dig the wrong way. And, um... Somebody suggests it's Vergen that's like, oh, if that ever happens, you spit, because gravity will tell you which way is down, so you'll know where to dig. And that's exactly what happens here. Her snot is showing us where gravity is, and that she's actually upside down. Right, and then the camera spins around. It's a, it's a cool effect. Cool shot. Yeah, the camera spins around to the proper alignment. Um, unfortunately, the other zombie survived and just kills her. No, no, no. She... she... She lives, and oh. the zombie is there, and she crushes the zombie's skull, because she dies uh, soon, but not at the hands of a zombie. Oh, yes, that is right. She does get away. I for- totally forgot. Um, then we get the two boys face off against the zombies, rushing at them. Um, this is the Tommy Wercola we know and love. Yes. It is gory and fun. It's playing this Norwegian catchy music. Um, good. Roy's giving him the hammer. I'm like, man. I'm gonna Cola loves him. Cola loves him that fucking hammer. Yeah, yeah, he's giving him the hammer and the sickle, comrade. Vergen shows up to join the fight with a fucking mounted machine gun on his snowmobile. Yep, that he took from the Nazi uh, bunker. <laughs> yeah, whatever secret and, cave. And then he starts using his snowmobile to chop up zombies. This is the part where it's like, I definitely have a very like brain dead nods with the kind of insanity, over-the-top yeah, violence. It is. Um, somebody asks Fergan, where did you get a machine gun? And he's like, I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's when Liv shows back, uh, Hannah shows back up. Yeah, Martin's in full, like, bloodlust mode. Yeah, and so he just turns around and kills her. Yeah, hits her in the neck with the axe he's wielding. Yeah, and they're like, oh, shit. Um, Vergen, meanwhile, is also a badass filled with rage, killing zombies. But then he gets taken out by five zombies. Yes. They stab him all at once, and then they lift him up and rip him. And they fucking, like, draw and quarter him, practically. Yeah. 
he's ripped up into five pieces. And I've just put God damn in my notes. I thought it would be Vergend as our, our final hero. But no, we're just left with Roy and Martin. They're running around and they've got just now a little knife and a little hatchet. Yeah, Herzog has shown up at this point and basically reanimated every Nazi zombie ever. Yeah, so there's a whole army. Martin runs out with a shotgun, but um, he gets bit by a zombie. Oh, yeah. And it's not established in this movie that bites cause an infection and make other zombies. But in fact, it seems very unlikely that's the case. Martin believes it's the case, and Roy's like, no, it's not. You're, you're half Jewish anyway. They don't want you. <laughs> yeah. They don't want you in their zombie squad. And Martin's like, nope, no, I've seen it in movies. I'm gonna cut off my fucking hand. Yeah, so he goes full evil dead on his arm. Yeah. And then he uh, he sets a zombie on fire and carterizes his, his arm, because he cuts it, like, right above the elbow. And just so now he's he got no arm. Yep, and just as he's like, oh, look, I did it, a zombie pops up out of the snow and bites his dick off. His screams echo across the mountains. Yeah. So, um, Martin much doesn't like the idea of having to cut his dick off, so he's like, maybe the bites don't turn you into zombies, let's get out of here. Uh, we get zombie dialogue for one line, because Colonel Herzog says, arise, to summon more zombies, and they're fucked, they're, they're really fucked here. Um, uh, Oh, this is where Roy loses his intestines, isn't it? Yep, gets disemboweled by a tree branch. And he's, his intestines are snagged on it. <laughs> um, yeah. Call back to Arctic Man saying, what are you going to do when your intestines are outside of your body? Well, apparently Not it's much. die. <laughs> die. Yeah, Herzog stops to check the time on a pocket watch. Well, he takes it back from, from Roy. That's one of the treasures, I believe. Oh, I thought it was just a plain-ass pocket watch, and it was just being weird. It is a Nazi treasure. Um, But Martin kind of figures that's, that's what the zombies are after, so he goes back to the cabin, pulls out the box of Nazi gold, and hands it to, to Colonel Herzog, and they, they let him leave. Right, because much like the leprechaun or uh, the, <laughs> the pirates and Pirates of the Caribbean, that's all they're there for. Yep. So he, he gets back to his car and um trying to buckle his seatbelt with one arm and he drops a piece of Nazi gold. Yeah. Hannah had slipped one in his like jacket or something at some point and earlier in the movie. Yeah, he's like, Oh fuck. You know, because Colonel Herzog shows up at the window going, Have I mentioned that I want me gold? That's right. And credits. Yep, and credits. This movie is a lot of fun. It's interesting, so, you know, it's described as like a horror comedy. It definitely leans more on the horror part of the genre for the vast majority of the film. Yeah, it does. There are some scenes that are genuinely funny, though, and like the part where they're just killing Nazi zombies, all, like that's really entertaining. Um, I put this, yeah, this is that morning coffee that the Zombot gave us. Yeah, I like, I'll take Zombot coffee for this. It's good. Uh, there's a sequel. There is, which we should do at some time. Uh, and unlike a lot of these sort of sequels, this is actually still directed by Tommy Ricola. Yeah, Dead Snow 2, Red vs. Dead. Uh, I, I will just give the beginning. Uh, it involves Herzog's arm being grafted onto Martin's body, and shenanigans ensue. Oh, that sounds really good. That sounds So, we should do this one. We should do that one. We'll do it on VE Day, Victory Over Europe Day. There we go. <laughs> I will find something. But yes, we should we should do this one as well. Yeah. Um 
Any other thoughts on Dead Snow? No, like I said, it was, I was expecting a little more humor, but I liked it a lot. I love the practical effects. Uh, I like that they went with kind of like the Draugr myth, which I know it's a Norwegian film, so that makes sense because it's kind of part of their mythological heritage. But it's cool to see that kind of zombie as opposed to the kind of more boring. It's like, oh, look, we got the Night of the Living Dead zombies again. Yeah, um, I like these better than just your moaning and shuffling zombies. I like, I like it's it was it's a fun movie. I mean, I, Tommy Ricola he he just makes fun stuff. Incidentally, he's got a movie coming out called Spermageddon. Yeah, so, I heard uh, about that. That should be entertaining. I guess it's supposed to be kind of in the South Park ish sort of adult computer animated musical comedy. So that's be kind of funny. Uh, we're going to yeah. be getting the more zombies pretty soon, like sooner than you you think. <laughs> I mean. Nothing wrong with zombies. Not next week. Next week is Sword and Sandals. We're doing Ator. Yes. By our boy Jim, Joe D'Amato. Yeah. Cave Dwellers 1, if you will. Yes. Um. Well, it's got alternate title of, like, The Fighting Eagle or The Blade Master. It's the first of the Ator movies. Yeah. It's just, it's Ator. We're going by Ator. Yeah, because Cave Dwellers, which is a personal favorite of mine, is the second in the ATAR series. Yeah, that's not what our bonus episode is that week. Nope. We're doing another Sword and Sandals epic that you'll you'll find out about. We'll, we'll do Cave Dwellers at some point in the future, but yes. Yes, we will. But until then, visit our website, www.exploititpodcast.com for more. Check you all then next week for ATOR. Good night. Good night. Good night.